Welcome to Insights. This is Paul Ellis, Managing Director of Ellis Wealth Management, where we encourage you to invest in what you love. Ellis Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm focused on planning, advice, coaching, and investment management. We are dedicated to the families we serve, and we encourage you to invest in what you love. Within Insights, we look at ways to make our world richer through focusing on sharing, and developing human capital. Good morning. It is a beautiful day in the Pacific Northwest. Summer in the Pacific Northwest is just just a gem. And those that live here know it. And those that visit here, try and buy a house and move here. Uh, I've got with us today Rob Stottlemyre as the special guest. Rob Rob has been uh, with me before, and um, he's with Duncan Advisor Research. He's the Director of Life Brokerage Sales. And one of the things that's going on in Washington State is this new tax uh, that is under the umbrella of the Long-Term Care Trust Act. And there's a small window of opportunity for Washington State residents to apply for an exemption from this premium tax. Uh, Washington State legislatures passed a bill to create and publicly fund, through mandatory payroll deductions, an insurance program aimed at offering long-term care benefits. Uh, Rob and I have been working behind the scenes, gathering information and further information uh, regarding the Long-Term Care Act, what this tax is, and what it means to the residents. Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Paul. Oh, my pleasure. Listen, um, if you could, could I, I, I gave a an overview, but could you share a little more in depth for our listeners? What is the Washington Long-Term Care Act and what, what that means? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the best of, best of intentions, I think from out there on the, on the West coast, which, you know, a lot of folks are going through long-term care events. We have family members in the pandemic. We saw uh, people need care, whether it was at, at home or in facilities, uh, whether it was chronic care or care to recover. And that brought things forward uh, on, a, on a national scale, as well as the legislation that, that passed out with you guys in the last year. So the, the state bill, Paul, is it's called a Long-Term, Long-Term Services and Supports Trust Program. That's the, that's the bill name. And then everybody's just referring to it as the Washington Cares Fund, but it's a it's a program that's funded by Washington workers who are going to pay up a premium tax through payroll deductions, and that's going to start in January of 22. It's all W-2 employees who are age 18 and older. Um, if you're a self-employed person. Uh, you're not included in the program, but you're able to opt into the program if you're self-employed. But if you're a W-2, uh, if you're an employee somewhere, um, 
you have to exempt out. Otherwise, you will be charged a, a premium cost. So there's a tax that will be deducted from your wages. That's 58 cents for every $100 that you earn. So as an example, um, for an individual who earns $100,000 annually, the tax is going to be just under $600 a year, $580 a year. You know, on a, on a combined family, uh, you guys can do the math. And Paul, the, the part that drives me a little bit crazy is the fact that the higher your income, the more you're paying, but the benefit that we end up receiving at the end of the day um, is the same. We're all, we're all going to be capped at, or anyone who participates in the plan or is in the plan, is capped at uh, $36,500. That's the maximum amount that you can extract from this, uh, from this trust, and you take it out over a three-year period of time. So uh, the benefits would come out at approximately $12,000 a year over a three-year period of time. So it's not as though you can access $36,500 um, in, uh, in, in the first year that you need care for home modification and someone to come take care of you. Again, the max you can take out in that year is just about $12,000. So uh, for folks, for higher income earners, uh, you may actually end up getting putting more into the plan than you're ever able, able to take out. So that's that's some background. Um, well, well, it's interesting to note that W two employees are subject to the tax. Um, if a if there's a business owner that's an S corp, they're going to be subject to this tax too. That's correct. That's right. So it's that not correct. So it's not necessarily just the in. The employees, if you're a business owner and you've set yourself up as an escort, you're going to be, uh, you are not going to be exempt um, from from paying the tax. Now, the other thing I found fascinating is that uh, the language in the bill allows them to raise the taxes from, you know, 0.58 to, you know, whatever. Uh, and I think they're going to have to do that at some time. Um you know, it's open-ended, uh, and they're going to have to do it because it's going to be woefully under, it's going to be woefully underfunded for the intent that uh, that they state. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on what, you know, what can happen, but Paul, I mean, you know, once once it's gotten to this point, I mean, it's a slippery slope, you know, it's, um, I, I can only imagine, you know, what, what ends up happening in the future on this one. If, if you don't exempt out, it, it's, uh, I don't want to sound dire, but it's buyer beware. You know, if, if, if you don't get out when you have an opportunity, which that's, that's now, so I'll jump ahead to that piece. You can exempt out. Uh, the exemption, um, you apply for the exemption, and you can only apply between October and December, um, from October 1st of 2021 through December of 2022, you can apply for that exemption. So, uh, there's a there's a wide swath to get the application in because tax you know the tax year for 2022 will that filing will happen in early 2023 so you have a while to put your application in for the exemption but here's the catch Paul if you don't have a long-term care insurance policy established prior to November 1st of this year 2021 then you lose out on that uh, on on the exemption opportunity so 
Yeah, so the long having a policy is your Willy Wonka ticket to being able to be exempt. If you don't have a long-term care policy in force, um, it, you can apply, but it's you're you're going to be denied. So you a person That's needs correct. to have long-term care, correct? That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. Could you share a little bit? There's a difference between some of our listeners may believe that you know what they're getting with the state mandated tax program is the same as what they would be getting if they had their own long-term care policy. And I don't think they're the same. So there's, there's some significant differences. Can you share some of those differences? Yeah. I mean, you know, one is on, on private pay or individual plans that you would own, um, the qualification to get benefits out of the policy is it, it, there are two main qualifications. One, you can't complete a two out of six activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the second one is usually uh, it, it's you, you have a documented case of a cognitive impairment, whether that's Alzheimer's or dementia. So you're under, under a doctor's care for Alzheimer's or dementia. So those are, those are the two with the typical private pay policy. Mm-hmm. The qualifying benefits in the CARES Act, they list, they list needing assistance with three out of 10 activities of daily living. Now, um, they do put cognitive impairment in there, but they also include uh, bathing, eating, toileting, dressing, transferring, mm-hmm. um, ambulation or mobility, mm-hmm. uh, body care, mm-hmm. personal hygiene, uh, are you able to then manage your medications and then the cognitive impairment? So those are those are the ten. Typically, in most contracts, it's just eating, bathing, toileting, transferring, dressing, and maintaining continence. Those are the six that are in then the average uh, private plan. So it's two private, out of six versus plan. yeah. So two out of six versus three out of, three out of ten, right? That's right. That's okay. correct. Okay, which which now, translates you know, into one other one other huge. Sorry. I apologize. I'll keep going there. No, no, which translates into with the state, there's going to be more hurdles to get the money or the benefit for which money was taken out. That's correct. Yeah, benefits. The care provider has to be state approved, actually. Mm. I mean, that's that's going to be a big one. You know, so down the road, you know, who's your care provider? Well, you're going to have to go through a state approved care provider. So just the fact that your options are going to be limited as well. So not only is it going to be a narrower funnel to get through, but then you're, you know, once you get through that funnel, you know, who's going to help, who's going to be able to provide that care. That's going to be a sift and winnowing process as well. Now, if you are involved in the state of Washington plan, meaning you don't purchase a long-term care plan, you're not exempt and you decide that you want to retire to Arizona or California uh, or Idaho, can you still get benefits from the, the monies that you put into the Washington State plan? You cannot. If you're not, if you're not living as a resident in the state of Washington at the time of claim, you are not eligible. That's yeah. That, that's how the legislation's written now, which seems draconian, Paul. I can't imagine though that they're going to um, make it more liberal in the, in the future. But a, 
as it is now, if you're not in Washington, you cannot receive benefits. So you may pay through your working years, like you said, retired Arizona, and then not be able to access the care when you trigger, when, when benefits are actually triggered. So th- this also affects, uh, you know, our neighbors and friends who live in either Oregon or Idaho. If you're working in Oregon or Idaho, or if you live in Oregon and Idaho, and yet you work in the state of Washington, you could be paying for something that you're not going to receive. Is that correct? That that is correct. Yeah, we've had a we've had a lot of uh, activity from from Idaho in the last couple months, where you know individuals live in Idaho, work in Washington, and so they are concerned about exempting out so that they have no intention of retiring to Washington. So uh, they absolutely don't want to be paying into a, into a uh, state trust fund that they're never going to be able to get benefits out of. Yeah, that's, that's, that is a concern. Those are big concerns, Paul. Okay. So let's say someone is interested in purchasing their own long-term care plan that is transportable, meaning that they, they can use it in the state of Washington. They can use it uh, if they move to Idaho, Oregon, California, or wherever. Um, it's more accessible in regards to how one can receive benefits, and they're interested in doing that. What's the process? Can you share that? Yeah, the, the process, I mean, typically, because you do a good job of planning for your clients, I mean, it's a, it's a planning conversation more often than not, Paul, than just a, a product solution, but the product solution is uh, it's either long-term care uh, and long-term care as a standalone policy, long-term care as a life insurance contract, or what's developed in the last couple of years, they call them linked benefit policies, where the base is a life insurance policy, but they have there's long-term care leverage within the contract. So, you know, what we help what we help your clients to do once you go through some of that planning is um, identify daily amounts or monthly amounts, uh, benefit periods of time that they may want to cover, and then help you to get, to get those, to get the products, talk about pricing and see if clients are, are interested in pursuing that path. It is most of these, Paul, like I mentioned, whether it's a standalone long-term care or the hybrid contracts or life insurance, they are all, uh, basically, it's like trying to secure life insurance. So there, there are questions related to health. Uh, there are also cre- questions related to long-term care. So mobility, joints, um, shoulder and neck, uh, hips and knees. You know, they're looking at not only your uh, mortality, um, how long you live, but also your m- morbidity. You know, what are the uh, what are the uh, chances that you may actually trigger a benefit because of uh, being immobile or unable to complete any of those activities of daily living. So it's, yeah, Paul, it's, uh, that was a long-winded way of answering your question. But, yes, it's, you know, these, uh, the exemption is usually with a, uh, it's a private, private contract, long-term care, life insurance, and we help your client, you know, we can help you and your clients design those based on, just based on their overall family situation. And we've done some policies for uh, individuals that are planning to leave the state uh, for, you know, for their retirement life. And they certainly didn't want to be paying into something that um, that they weren't going to have benefits uh, for. 
um, and at the same time able to add some more robust uh, care options and benefits to them uh, so that they they would have them if they chose to stay in the Washington state stay in the state of Washington later or you know continue with their plan for uh, you know retirement mobility which I think is really really a neat thing now clients can contact me here at Ellis Wealth Management at 425-405-7720 but they can also reach you uh, we work together and we work together very well um if you could share, share your contact information. Yeah, my uh, my phone number. I'm at seven two four two seven nine four zero four nine, and that's yeah. I'm in the home office, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, seven two four two seven nine four zero four nine. Terrific, and I'll, East Coast time, Paul. East, East Coast, Coast time, three hour difference, my friend. <laughs> three hour difference for sure. So, um, and if you could uh, also share your email, the best email. I'll put that in the receipts. Uh, note that in the show notes. But for those that are listening, if you could share that as well. Yeah, so my name again, Rob Stottlemyre. So it's R O B B dot S T O T T L E M Y E R at Duncan, D U N C A N A R dot com. Rob Stottlemyre at Duncan A R dot com. And if you do re- reach out to Rob directly, let them let him know that you heard this information on the podcast so that he can be aware of just the backdrop of where you're coming from and uh, how we were able to uh, reach out and, and uh, share this information with you. I think it's really important. One, uh, one other thing as we wrap up today, um, it's important for people to take action. There is that time concern, that time concern of this window that's going to close uh, in November, but also outside insurance companies are also closing their window. Can you share a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I mean, I mentioned one of the one of the branches of coverage is standalone long-term care, and the dominant player in that marketplace has been Mutual of Omaha. We all remember the, the Wild Kingdom, Paul. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, but Mutual of Omaha in the last month cut off they stopped accepting applications uh, in the state of Washington uh, about six weeks ago. And some other dominant carriers in the industry have made changes. Uh, John Hancock, as an example, they changed their minimum policy size that used to be a $100,000 life insurance policy. You could buy a rider on that policy that would accelerate the death benefit if you needed care. And um, just in the last two weeks, John Hancock adjusted their minimum policy size from $100,000 to $250,000. So, you know, whatever your premium would have been at $100,000 just was increased by 1.5 times. So it's um, carriers are carriers are adjusting and scrambling as a lot more Washingtonians are are getting involved and trying to put applications into the uh, into the system. Well, I think it's I, I think it's important for people to know that these individual companies, you know, they have to manage their book of clientele as well. 
Uh, it's, it's not that they're trying to be mean or they're not wanting to help. Um, you know, the, the liability is shifting to them when we purchase a policy from them and they have to manage that. Correct. No, you're exactly right. I mean, I, you know, I, I, um, you know, sometimes I'm cynical, Paul. I mean, we do a lot of, we perform a lot of due, due diligence for you just because, you know, we want to make sure that the contracts you're placing for your clients are with highly rated, uh, financially viable carriers and also carriers who, you know, have, um, you know, we, we refer to it as just, you know, they are, they're good stewards uh, with their clients and with producers, with, you know, folks in your seat. So, you know, those are a few of the, the benchmarks that we look to when we're trying to sift and winnow the, the carrier mix. But, you know, some of these carriers that we thought had some goodwill, not just like just like John Hancock, I mean, we, I understand what they're doing. It's just hard, Paul, because, you know, you've positioned a, a, a solution for a client and now you have to go back because they make decisions overnight or over a weekend. And now they say, hey, we're changing the we're going to we're going to move the goalposts. Right. Um, it's a business decision. You know, we know these are for-profit carriers. I get that. It's just, uh, it, it's moving so quickly in the state of Washington right now that, you know, there, there, there just aren't a whole lot of guarantees that what you see today is going to be there tomorrow. So, well, this I'm brings not up, trying to light a fire, but just let, let, letting everyone know it's it's, uh, it's changing rapidly. And it's it's also very important for people to understand. It's a, it's a personal thing. Um creating a long-term care insurance plan, it's not a one-size-fits-all, right? Um, different families are going to have different needs and uh, have different um, different concerns and want to take care of things at a, at, a different, uh, at different levels, right? Not everyone wants to stay at the same hotel. Right, right. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, on the long-term care in particular, you know, we do a lot of work in life insurance and disability income protection, but the long-term care, Paul, is the one where, you know, if, if folks have had, you know, if you've, if you've taken care of a family member or you've seen a neighbor or had a friend from church uh, that's gone through a situation where, you know, where they've needed care, it just yes. becomes, it's, uh, you know, it's just a, a lot more real. I mean, you know, yes, life insurance, we've all had friends, family members, we've, we've experienced death, but it's boy, the, the long-term care when you get to see when you get to see the uh, the wear and tear and the financial strain that go, go into families on the long-term care side, I mean, that's the one that's real to us. Like, hey, what's in it for me? Like, you know, yeah, I feel good about having the life insurance, Paul, to take care of my, you know, take care of my family if I died yesterday. But boy, the long-term care, that's the one that's, you know, it's a little more personal, you know. It is. Uh, it is. I'm, I'm going to be around for that one, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're, you're designing, you're designing your care and how you're, how you're going to um, how you're going to enjoy it? How you're going to enjoy your life? So that that's that's important. Right, yeah. Well, Rob, listen, I know that you're busy. I know that you're on the East Coast. Uh, thanks for taking time for with us uh, early this morning, and um, I just really appreciate you. Hey, thank you very much, Paul. Appreciate you. Well, may you enjoy the rest of your day, and let me encourage you to always invest in what you love.